everyone. It's Hannah Nieves of the Thrive Society podcast. And today we have Pia Beck of Curate Well Co. on the podcast. And on, I met Pia a while back on Instagram and we hit it off instantly. Her content is extremely inspiring and really gets you to make change. And she is truly a visionary when it comes to you know, goal setting, limiting beliefs, habit change, and even burnout and just how to accomplish your goals. So I was thrilled when she accepted my invitation to be on the podcast today because she truly is a visionary in this industry. And we talk about all things goal setting for 2020. We talk about burnout and we talk about all these small steps that you can make to move the needle in your business. So I'm thrilled to have her on here. And if you're new to the Thrive Society podcast, we share stories and strategies from aspiring entrepreneurs and brands to really help you level up your business. And what's really interesting about this space is that we really pull the curtain back to allow you to see in on all of their challenges and tribulations in order to take their business to the next level. So we keep it raw and we keep it real on here. So I'm really excited to bring um, this podcast episode to you today. I hope you enjoy. Cool beans. All right. Hi guys. Um, it's Hannah from the Thrive Society podcast. I have Pia Beck on here from Curate Wellness. Um, super excited that she's on this podcast today. We met actually on Instagram, right? I don't know who started following who, but we met on Instagram and she's just a powerhouse in what she does um, between visualization, manifesting, just life coaching in general. I mean, she's the gal to go to. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Like you said, we met a while ago. I'm I'm so happy we're finally having this conversation. I know. It's been a long time coming. It's been a long time coming. Um so so tell me, before we start though, take us back to to where this all started because I know we spoke before and your story is actually really interesting on how you got to curate wellness and where you are today, but like take us from the beginning of what was your aha moment? How, how did this come into fruition? Yeah, good question. So I went through life doing all the things that I should do, right? I had no um, like major challenges or obstacles. I was kind of just like checking off all the boxes of life. Like I went to college and got a sensible degree and got a good job and then got another job and was in a relationship and just kind of like doing all of the shoulds to um, have a like quote unquote like successful life. And I got to the end of that list. I was the head of HR for a national startup company. I was responsible for 150 employees in four time zones. Like I had arrived, right? I was like, okay, this is, this is it. This is what I've been like shooting my way towards for most of my life. And I was miserable. I was completely burnt out. I was totally exhausted. I was undervalued, underappreciated, unfulfilled. And, um, just really felt like I was living this like very dull, like 50% version of my life where from the outside, everything looked fine. But on the inside, I was just like, I was just miserable. And I just reached a breaking point with that. Like I woke up one morning and sat down at my desk and was like, I just have nothing left to give. And so, um, 
I quit my job. <laughs> it was all, it was a little bit of a rash decision. I would not necessarily recommend that if you're in a similar position and um, just went about completely transforming my life. And it was a lot of work for me because I'm a super type A, like black and white thinker. So I really had to redefine what success meant for me and what living like a good quote unquote good life was, was really about for me. So I went through this huge transformation personally and came out on the other side, um, just so happy and, and not to say it's all like sunshine and rainbows, you know, there's, there's real life, there's challenges just like in anybody's life. And though, um, I'm just so fulfilled and happy and I'm so clear on what it is that I was put on this earth to do. And so I was like, okay, I have to help other people do this. Oh my gosh. That is just amazing. That is just amazing. I mean, just looking at, you know, from starting from following me on Instagram and just seeing your branding and just seeing like what you're putting out there, it's true that you are authentic to you and your brand and what you're putting out there. So that is just amazing. And I think a lot of the people that are listening to this too are in the situation where, they are in a nine to five where they are unhappy or they are burnt out. They're in corporate America. And it's like, you know, what, what does it take to make that transition to the next phase of where your real purpose is? I think that's, that's huge. Yeah, totally. Thank you so much for saying that. Authenticity is, is one of my core personal values. It's something that I worked really hard to embrace and, and that I work with my clients to embrace as well, because we each have something unique to contribute to the world, to our community, to each other. And um, being authentic to, to who you are is the key to unleashing that, in my opinion. Oh, I love it. I love it. So, okay. Taking us back to October, you just planned your first self, um, this wellness retreat in Beckenridge, right? Yep. So walk us through, what is that? What is that experience like? What mm-hmm kind of accumulated for you to, you know, you started this brand, you left your nine to five in HR and you, um, started this, this business. How did it transform into this wellness retreat? Yeah. So, you know, it's so it's, it's cool. So leading retreats is something that I had in my vision and goals from day one of starting my business. And though I had it as a 10 year goal, I was like, okay, by 10 years into my business, I will be leading two retreats a year. And goal, like when you write goals really powerfully and actionably, it, they have this really cool way of coming to fruition a lot earlier than you think that they will. And so I was presented with this opportunity. I met with a friend over coffee and she was like, I would totally go on a retreat with you. Like at the end of the summer, I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> sweet. So people want this. And, and she kind of like lit this fire under my ass and, um, then I decided like, okay, I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to see what happens. It was a totally incredible experience. The venue was amazing. We were up in the mountains in Colorado outside of Denver where I live. And um, what was really present to me the whole weekend and what really made it super successful for me was the group aspect. So what happens in a group setting is bigger than what happens for every person in the group individually, right? So I think one thing that really empowers people is knowing that when they show up, when they contribute, when they share, when they're in a space, they are adding value for everybody else around them. So it's not just me at the front of the room leading people to the content. There is that. And though where the magic really happens is everybody else just being there and being fully there. And it creates this like ginormous effect and this sense of belonging. And I think what a lot of people on the retreat realized is that 
they're not alone. Everything that they're going through is the exact same thing that everybody else is going through. And it's what I love about my work is helping people see that of like, other people don't have their shit together more than you do, right? We are all human. We all share these same experiences and sensations. And when we come together and can show that humanness to each other, there's this amazing support and energy that's created from that. Oh my gosh. That just gave me chills because that's what the Thrive Society podcast is. You know, it's learning how to thrive. And I think that's, that's such a big point that you just said. I think that was like the aha moment of this entire episode. <laughs> don't take anything away. It's that, it's that, you know, coming together as a community is huge because even just starting this podcast and sharing my story, which you'll hear in episode zero it took a lot to be vulnerable, but when you are vulnerable and you set yourself, you put yourself out there for other people to see, you say, Hey, Oh, she's dealing with that too. I know. And I am too. And then we all come together and we have like different perspective of how to react to those certain things and those reactions and whatnot. So that is amazing. Yeah, it was, it was, my cup is so full from it still. It was at the end of September and I'm still reeling from it and I'm already planning for the next one, which will be in late spring. Okay. At the end of this episode, (laughs) some more details on this. (laughs) That is so incredible. Um, And so what goes into planning a wellness retreat like this for other, you know, health and wellness based entrepreneurs? Like what are some tips that you or challenges that you face when doing this? Yeah, I would say, so I'll give you my short answer first, which is that transformation is 95% logistics right? People can't be in a place of being open to transformation if they are not taken care of at a very basic level, right? So where the logistics come in is setting people up for success, making sure they have everything they need, making sure things run really smoothly, making sure that their brain isn't occupied with anything else that could get in the way of them being in transformation, right? Because where the magic happens is that 5%, that other 5%, but you can't get to that 5% unless that other 95% is totally taken care of. So I would say, especially on a retreat where you are um, away from things and, you know, putting away technology and being really present in the moment and also being in close quarters with other people and being in kind of this intensive, like three to five day experience where you are like in it energetically, um, having all of the logistics run really, really smoothly goes a super long way and having your attendees have just like a totally transformative experience. Oh, wow. So it was yours a few days, it was three to five days or what, give us like the kind of the background of like what the topics were, like what did people get to experience on your retreat? Yeah, totally. So it was three days. We were in Breckenridge, Colorado, which is a a small mountain town, not a whole lot going on there. And we didn't even really leave the venue very much either. Um, And the theme of the retreat was self. So strengthen, establish, and leverage your intuition to access freedom. So it was really focused on sense of self, intuition, and being able to trust who who you are as a person, your sense of self, so that you can experience more freedom and, and act more powerfully out in the world. So we had nutritious meals a few times a day. I led yoga. And then there was also coaching content. So um, the coaching content, I would say, was really the heart of the retreat. And though I also made sure to leave plenty of unscheduled time for people to organically connect with each other. You know, I think I wanted people to leave not only with new tools and new knowledge and feeling really empowered, um, And also though, like they really had the chance to retreat and connect with people who are very similar to them, 
make new friends and, and just kind of talk about their life in a really organic way. I love that. I love that self-intuition and trusting yourself. I think that's something that even I myself still struggle with. So to be able to, to learn from others and yourself on how to do that, that is, that's just amazing. And that just goes into like the next area that I wanted to cover was goal setting. And I think having that self-intuition and just (laughs) trusting your gut and having that confidence is what sets you apart to accomplish those goals. Because we're getting into the end of Q4 of 2019. We are so close to 2020 right now. And I, you know, even myself, I'm starting to plan for 2020 Q1 my goals, whether personal or business. So how do you, how do you plan your goals for the year? Because you are the queen at this. I mean, I just see the content you put out on visualization and manifesting and goal setting and what goes into really getting effective goals and actually accomplishing them. Yeah. So I would say it starts with having that vision, right? So a lot of the times in our society, I think we write goals, we set goals from a place of should or a place of comparison, right? So um, I have a goal to go to yoga three times a week because like, I really, I really should, right? (laughs) And, um, and so starting with a much bigger vision of what you want for your life, what you want for your business, what you want for you personally, your personal growth in your relationships, in your health and wellness, having that big picture vision, I think is absolutely the first key. And then you can write goals from that versus, um, writing goals from, you know, kind of a a more limited perspective and, or a place of comparison. So, um, I think that, you know, just, just opening up that possibility and being willing to create a huge vision for your future is so key to to effective goal setting and, um, possibility based goal setting, right? So if a goal doesn't scare you, if it's not new, if it doesn't kind of make you question whether or not you can do it, it's, it's a to do, right? It's not really a goal. And so starting with that vision really opens up the, the degree to which you can, fill your life with these goals. And then um, there's specific um, anatomy to a goal that I coach on. So um, writing in the present tense, being specific, setting a start date or a by when, um, including how you want to feel, including who you're going to tell about your goal are the big ones. So making sure that you have a really thorough, clear, distinct goal, I think is so key a lot of the times we just sort of throw stuff out there and think it's going to happen. And, um, there's a couple problems with that. The first being we're not actually that committed, right? We just kind of have it rolling around in our brain, in which case it may, it may or may not happen. Right. And, or we don't have clear parameters to know whether or not we've achieved the goal and we don't look back on it. We don't celebrate ourselves. We don't adjust our goals as needed based on like the very clear information that it could contain. And so I think that's another place where people get into trouble. So having a big vision, having a really thoroughly intentionally written goal. And then the third thing I would say is having a clear plan of action. And this is really my bread and butter. So, you know, we can visualize, we can manifest all day long. I believe in those things. I think that mindset is so important. I think that there's certain things that can't be explained by reason. And I also know that, um, life, right? Like, especially if you're still working at a nine to five, you've got stuff going on, you've got a family, you've got obligations, you have other priorities, maybe you have a job, right? And so having a very clear plan of action of how you're going to achieve your goal, step-by-step system, accountability, support from someone who can really be there for you is is so key. And really making sure that that follow through, you're setting yourself up for, for success. 
That is amazing. That is amazing. I need to go back and reread all of this and listen to this episode <laughs> after I just taking notes as we're talking here. And there's just so many nuggets of knowledge here. So what do you recommend? And, I, and I've heard this a lot from people where we get to January, we start planning our goals, right? And we have these big picture goals of I want to make X income in 2020 and I want to do X, Y, Z. And some people get overwhelmed, even myself. I mean, like you said, you have to have goals that scare you. I mean, otherwise you are going to stay in the same place um, year after year. So what do you recommend on like a weekly basis? Do you break it down even smaller into those, you know, micro goals where I need to do X, Y, Z this week in order to get to that bigger goal? Like walk us through that, how you work with your Totally. Yeah. So, um, so how I do it myself is I write very long-term goals, right? So sure. I have three months, six months, nine months, one year goals. I also have five-year goals and 10-year goals, right? And so sometimes all it takes is establishing that goal and, and just having it on your radar, right? Knowing like, this is where I want to be in five years. Other times, and this is what I do with my clients, it really does take that nitty gritty week to week. And so, yes, absolutely break it down. Um, I can tell you about this at the end, but I've got a really cool free resource coming out in just a couple of days that I would love to share with listeners of the podcast. (laughs) Um, And yeah, it, it it takes small action every day, right? So when I work with my clients, we meet once a week, they get action items to complete before the next time we meet. What we do when we meet after a quick grounding meditation, the first thing is to circle back and see where they're at on that, right? Like one thing that working with a coach can provide for you that getting support from a partner or a friend or the internet can't provide is that like very reliable accountability. So, um, you know, that looks like anywhere from one to seven action items, right? So you don't want to overwhelm yourself. I think that's the biggest thing. So some people just have no idea what that action item is. Other people can come up with action items for days. And then all of a sudden they've got this like laundry list and that can be really overwhelming too. So I think it's um, being really realistic with your schedule and your bandwidth and then also prioritizing. So what's going to make the biggest difference, right? So when I prioritize, I prioritize by urgency deadline, and then also importance, right? And those are two different things. Like sometimes something's really urgent and not so important, right? Like, um, let's see, what would an example of that be? Like if you have to fill out a form to apply for something, it's a small something, it'd be great to get accepted, you want it, and though it's not like, it's not going to make or break your business, Mm -hmm. right? it's urgent, there's a deadline to submit this application. That would be something that is urgent, right? Whereas something that's important, but maybe not urgent is one of those bigger goals you have, like a one-year goal, right? It doesn't need to be done tomorrow. And though it is a huge goal, it is going to completely transform your business. Maybe it's like launching a course or launching a podcast, something like that. That's that's really big and really important, but not necessarily urgent. You kind of get to decide when it happens. Um, So those are two ways that that I like to prioritize. And again, um, logistics are so key here, right? So do the legwork up front, set yourself up for success, whether that means putting it on your calendar, making sure like if you have kids that your kids are taking care of at a certain time during the week so that you can focus on completing this thing. I think that setting yourself up for success in the small action items is what's going to help you meet your goals as well. Oh, I love that. 
I love that. It's such actionable steps that people can take because again, I think that's the scariest thought, you know, when you, when you start to plan for something, there's so much that goes into one small project or one large project. And it's like, you know, what do you do from start to finish to get there? That's the biggest thing because a lot of people set these goals in the beginning of the year and then by June they're done. They haven't even accomplished them. So I think that's huge. Now walk us through how you work with your clients on the wellness aspect, because a lot of this is kind of like body, mind, soul, walk us through how you incorporate that into your coaching business. Because I, I mean, as you know, I am obsessed with health and wellness. I've went through a pretty crazy experience this year going to the hospital and it really just opened my mind up that my health and wellness was number one. So how do you incorporate that into your business practice? Yeah, great question. So um, for me personally, or for my clients or both? I think both. I'd like to see how you do personally and then how you incorporate that. Yeah, totally. I mean, for me personally, it's it's all about boundaries and making sure that I'm pouring into myself so that I can pour into other people, right? Like my job is to be for other people and I can't do that unless I'm taking care of myself, right? So that looks like getting enough sleep every night. I stopped waking up with an alarm about six months ago. It was the best decision I've ever made. Um, It looks like drinking enough water. It looks like making sure that I get meals in every day, which as a solo entrepreneur can be hard sometimes. Like I'll look up at my computer screen and I'm like, oh my God, it's three o'clock. I have to eat. Um, So just making sure that that I'm, I'm nourishing myself. I make time to work out every single day. Like these are just non-negotiables for me. And I schedule my work around that because I know that unless I am taking care of myself, there's no way I'm going to be able to take care of other people. So, um, you know, it's, it's really just making it a priority. It's not selfish. It's necessary. And then with my clients, you know, same thing. It's, it's coaching people on how to recognize that, taking care of yourself is a form of respect. It's a way of reinforcing your worth. If you value your physical self enough to make it a priority, to change your habits around it, to make it a lifestyle, to to make it a priority, it's an investment in you that you are completely worthy of and is only going to support all of the big things that you're up to in your life. That is huge. That is huge because again, we can, and I'm, I fall victim to this too of burnout. And I was just telling one of my friends about this, that, you know, I consistently go through this repetitive cycle of, okay, I work, work, work till I physically and mentally cannot do it. And then I burn out. And then I go through this period of self-realization and then it like starts over again. And it's like, you, you have to set these boundaries in place. I I never really realized the true importance of that until I went to the hospital this year and and I said, I cannot keep doing this. Yeah, totally. My question for you, you know, because it's a cycle, it sounds like there's some interruption that's needed, right? So when you, you know, you, you've been able to kind of retroactively observe when you get burnt out, my challenge for you would be to notice that when it's happening, right? What are the signs for you that you're starting to get burnt out? And I know I'm actually becoming more self-aware now after going to the hospital back in June. And for me, I noticed personally that my anxiety definitely increases. I've never experienced anxiety like this, I think in my entire life. And a lot of that is due to my gut. So the way that I'm eating is also a huge thing. If I'm consistently working all of these hours and then not eating correctly, I notice it impacts my anxiety, impacts my mood impacts my sleep and my my energy levels throughout the day. And then once I get to the point where 
it's too much where I'm on the verge of burnout, a burnout. And then I start to realize, okay, I have to scale it back. So for example, I will take, you know, a weekend, shut off my phone, um, only do, you know, social media for a certain period of time. And then I truly put my phone away. Like having those boundaries with social media and with the internet has been the biggest thing for me going to yoga. That has been my saving grace. (laughs) That is Mm -hmm. just being able to move my body is, is one of the, the ways that I'm able to kind of cope with that burnout, you know? Totally. Yeah. I love that. That's amazing. So it's, it's just been, it's been a wild ride, but I, I love being able to learn from you and taking these tips as I start to plan for 2020 and I'm actually working with my clients and planning their plans for 2020. So this is just super helpful. And I think people listening to this are just probably going to have more questions for you. So how can people, find you, follow you, work with you, give us all the details. Yeah. So you can find me uh, most easily on Instagram at curate well co all one word. And, um, I am currently enrolling clients for January. So one major boundary that I've set for myself around this time of year is I have current clients wrapping up. I'm not onboarding anybody between Thanksgiving and the end of the year. So that is my sacred time. It's my time where I'm going to look at my own 2020. What does my breakthrough year look like? What do I need to do to take care of myself? How do I need to rest and set myself up for success in 2020? So um, find me on Instagram, currently enrolling clients for January. And um, yeah, give me a follow, slide into my DMs. I love chatting with people. Like that's how we met. I'd love to hear from everybody. It is so beautiful. And it's been so great to be able to start from following each other on Instagram, having that initial phone call, just being obsessed with what you're doing. Um, and if you guys do not follow Pia, I mean, you have to, her branding is so on point. I mean, I'm just, I love the content that she puts out there and it's actionable steps and tips and tricks for you to really, again, go back to that goal setting and visualization and just creating that lifestyle that you you want to create for yourself. And I think that's huge. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It was so great to talk with you a little bit. Of course. Wow, wow, wow. Wasn't that incredible? I mean, she is just a wealth of knowledge. And I think the biggest takeaway here is that, you know, if you are wanting to achieve these big goals in 2020, that you really need to step, take a step back and look at these smaller goals that'll help you get there. And I love how Pia gave us such a visual you know, depiction of what it's like to move our business to the next level with this mindset work. So I'm thrilled to have had Pia back on the podcast today. And thank you so much for listening.